0: And welcome, everybody, to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast number 247. Hard to believe. And we're glad you're here. Where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab globe, spin it around, bang! I'm not sure where you ended up, but spin it around, find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. And that is where we're at. We're not pastors, we're just regular guys. And each of us are on our own spiritual journey, but we're here doing this podcast together. It's been called Gritty, Authentic, and Unexpectedly Funny, and that's when we just stumble into a joke. So we're glad that you're (laughs) joining. It's an accident, isn't it? Right, (laughs) it's an accident. That's a fact. Um, But because of this, uh, and we're on this No Church Answers tour, we also have a show called No Church Answers, which is a 30-minute video show if you're dying to see what we look like. And it can be streamed from our Man Up Spiritual Oasis YouTube page. So subscribe, hit the like button, and leave a comment. And also Preach the Word TV broadcasts the show Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WYGA TV in Atlanta if you are number one in Atlanta or in number two if you are up at 8 in the morning on a Saturday. (laughs) So, And with that, uh, my name is Bill Cox. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce the panel. And uh, going to start with he's a former world-class policy writer, a current professional gambler. He's the show's producer. It's Mr. Steve Titch. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. hey, Steve. And a former prosecutor, a current attorney. We call him the judge. Uh, Michael Cropper is here, kind of the group historian. Yo, Mike. Hey, guys. Hey, Mike. (laughs) And uh, he is a corporate trainer, kind of the group theologian, a big deal in the talent development world. Uh, We call him the Professor Robert Koshu. Robert! And my name is Bill Cox, uh, basically a contractor, former pig farmer, um, all around good guy, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's that's the big cool. yeah. that makes <laughs> That's, that's right. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's right. So, and with that, we're going to go ahead, and uh, I mean, I got my own ideas on this lesson, but I want to start out with uh, our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Oh
1: yeah, we're we're doing our finally, we've come to our, our last our last lesson in the letter of James. Uh, we've been doing it for these past probably eleven weeks, if my counting is correct. But don't hold me to it. Um, and this, this wraps things up and is going to wrap it up with some, what I've written, uh, final orders. And it's a good thing to look at this because we can now see really what James thinks is important. And looking back over this over the letter, and we've looked at it and we've compared it to a number of things. Uh, a good one is, is what Bill's, Bill's been saying, kind of like an employee handbook. What do you do when you're a Christian? and what's expected of you. I I see it, especially when we get to the end, as kind of almost like a halftime pep talk by a coach. Uh, It kind of almost follows the model. The coach, you know, the the team comes in, and at the beginning of the letter, James greets people, says, what a nice job they're doing. They're good Christians, uh, just like a coach might do. But then he starts getting into some points where there could be some improvement, and even gets a little angry at times, like a coach would do. Finally, uh, as he gets to that patience section, which we saw, uh, he kind of reels it back in, and kind of says, "Yeah, we're we're basically sound. We're basically doing the right things. And if we stick to the plan, we'll get it done." And then he gives final some final hey hey hey's, and everybody goes, "Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,"
1: and run out onto the field. <laughs> Maybe that's how it happened in Jerusalem in uh, uh, AD 50. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: It wasn't like any team I was on. You uh, but a well, team. <laughs> but, uh, Girl, that was an individual Michael, right. sport. Right. It. That's right, it
2: wasn't a team. Yeah, you're right, <laughs> right.
0: And with that, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture, and it's kind of cut up into two sections for this. James 5, 12 through 18 is the first. <clears throat> of, all of all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else, All you need to say is a simple yes or no, otherwise you will be condemned. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise them up. and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crop. And now this is James five nineteen and 20. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring that person back. Remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their ways will save them from death and cover over a multitude of yeah. sins. Now, I want to go ahead and just give my own uh, kind of uh, insight on this. It kind of reminded me when my parents, not that they went out on a date very often, but uh, when they did and they'd have a babysitter come over, uh, my mom would always, the last instructions, uh, oh, and by the way, don't do this and watch out for this. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Kind of like being let out on your own. You know, the final instructions is uh, kind of what I thought. It leave the babysitter alone. Leave, right, right. No, they were they weren't that hot.
2: We, we are the last two lessons here, and and one of the things we're talking about in our lesson twelve has to do with uh, James uh, oh five twelve through eighteen, and uh, and and I, folks, I'm sure if you've been in church, you've heard this. It says he says. He gives us sharp instructions like uh, Steve said and answers to questions in prayer. And James emphasized that we keep our answers to minimum and do not try to impress people with embellishments and excessive wording statements. And, he, and, he, and this is when we're praying, folks. He also states that we do not impress God if we give an answer to questions and we emphasize our answer with swearing or promising that we will complete a task, although it may be in our control. Example, and let me give you an example of saying, "Folks, before David became king, while he was running from Saul, he and his band of men were out protecting some large flocks of sheep, which belonged to Nabal, a foolish rich man. And David's men asked Nabal if he would give them some food to celebrate with. This was apparently a standard thing back in those days to help the people with big ranches, big farms." Uh, to oversee their their sheep or help them with their uh, other animals that they're keeping. Anyway, well, Nabal insulted David's men when they asked him for some uh, some some meat or food to celebrate with, and David and he insulted David by saying. Who is David, and why should I give this lowlife some of my hard-earned food? Some, something those words. I, don't, I didn't write down the exact words. That, that was insulted. about right. We is that we, we, yeah, is we that did a, what it was? I, I'd have to well, go look
3: back, but look back in our archives on David. We actually talked about this story in a podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, David was anointed of God to be king, and everyone knew that, including Nabal's wife. But as she did not hear when David sent the men in to ask for some food, so this answer stung David's pride so much that he decided to attack Nabal, and uh, and and answer. Pardon me. He had decided to attack Nabal and his men and kill him. And David swore to his men. He said, "Get your swords on." He says, "As surely as the Lord God of Israel lives, by morning, there would be no males of Nabal alive." Now, folks, that's what we're talking about. Don't swear to that. Because you don't have the power to do that if God doesn't want you to have the power. So anyway, even though David swore to his men, and I believe that was a sin, God forgave him. God showed him. He sent Nabal's wife, Abigail, to stop him, to meet him and stop him from killing the men. And she stopped David and nullified the oath which David had taken. Now, had David killed Nabal and his male servants and all his children like he said he was going to do, it would have given David, number one, a black eye. It would have been a sin. And folks, be sure to note that David swore and the oath did not honor God. Okay? So God avenged David a short time later because Nabal himself died in a few days. Now, we're going to look at more of these and what God tells us not to do about swearing and praying, as Steve has aptly mentioned. Bill?
0: Excellent. uh, Professor, your overview.
3: So the most practical book, or one of the most practical I'll call it one of the most practical books of the New Testament. It ends with some of the most practical lessons and thoughts ever. You know, praying, let your yes, I I love the let your yes be yes and your no no. You know what one of the things about Christianity is we are called to speak truth. And That doesn't mean spinning truth to your liking or to, air quote time, protect the faith. You know, the Catholic Church, the Southern Baptist Church, the Southern, excuse me, the Southern Baptist Convention, and neither one of them was alone, spent so much time spinning. Spinning their abuse scandals sexual abuse scandals that they did way more harm to the cause of christ than if they would have come out at the beginning and said hey there were bad apples in our church just like you know what there's a bad apple that's in the little league there's a bad apple working down at the elementary school there's probably a bad apple some if you have a corporation of of at least 500 people i guarantee you there's a bad apple in there There were bad apples in the church, and and we found out about it, we dealt with it, and we turned them over to the authorities. But instead of doing that, we spun it, and we didn't let our yes be yes and our no be no, and in doing that, we did harm to the cause of Christ. You know, this book is practical, and it ends in some of the most practical ideas ever.
0: Uh, And with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Man Up Podcast number 247. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors Pastors and church church leaders. leaders. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at live show at manupmedia.org. And now back to the and fellows. Back, of Man Up. This is Man Up. Podcast number 247. Uh, we're talking, uh, we've been in James. And like I said before, many times to me it seemed like a personnel, uh, uh, you, you know, um, employee manual when you first first get in a job where it describes it describes the stuff you do and not kind of like the way that you feel necessarily. So, um, it, let's go go around the room and have further discussion on this particular scripture. Uh, start with uh, Mr. Steve Titch.
1: It's interesting that that, that these passages both begin, James begins it and ends it with kind of paraphrasing Jesus. Jesus himself said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Uh, James more or less repeats that here. Um, I want to step into prayer. There's a a good, probably the largest section has to do with prayer. And we have, we've we've talked about it sometimes, but I think now's a chance as men talk about it because I, I, I always have uh, well I get a little queasy because prayer to me <laughs> sometimes it. seems so passive. Uh, yet clearly James, and he's not the only one in the Bible, of course there's Paul, James really sees this as something important. Uh, he is kind of expanding on what Paul writes in First Thessalonians to pray ceaselessly, we we or 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 pray without ceasing depends on it. Here he says, no matter what's going on in your life, and pray. And he and he says to this, he says something like this earlier in the letter: uh, if you're in tr- if people are in trouble, pray. If things are going well, p- praise. If you're sick, prayer. Uh, prayer in confession of your sins, and always pray for one another, and uh and and he drives home that that he thinks it's important and he and he's it works and now i'm going to come out and say yes as a christian we're supposed to believe that but sometimes you know i kind of find it a little milk toasty oh well let's say a prayer and maybe it's too much for cliche we you know we use it in our no church answers and sometimes we think it's oh i'll pray for you is a no church is, is is too much for church answer but but really, maybe it's worth you know kicking around a bit around the table, your prayer life and how truly important it is. Because if if John Apio, who's who teaches and co-teaches our class and is a chaplain uh, at at Ben uh Bentub Hospital, he will come in and talk to you about how prayer works and how he's you know he's an eyewitness to it. But let's keep it in our room because we're just regular.
0: Right. Meeting. Let well, me let me uh, just let me just, real just say quick.
3: Ben Taub, so everyone knows, Ben Taub is the Class One trauma facility in the city of Houston. So, <laughs> let, R- sorry, Bill,
0: right. I just wanted. To well, <laughs> you know, in in speaking speaking of prayer, uh, that's absolutely correct. Um, uh, what Steve is saying about it, but I, I think there's uh, there's prayer of habit or routine. That's that's the prayers that you uh, say uh, for dinner you know uh let's pray and be grateful i mean those are those are habit prayers and then there's certain there's crisis prayers and and then there's prayers for other people and it's kind of and it 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 shapes your feeling and your connection with your community as well And, and and i think that um you know it uh it focuses you know people uh as well
2: i i I will point out the thing steve just read to us and folks if you look along with us again this isn't james five uh james asks a rhetorical question here but he's very straight on what he answers he says if you're sick let that person or those people who are sick call on the number one the elders of the church have them pray over them have them anoint them with oil in the name of the lord and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person, sick person well. The Lord will raise mm-hmm. them up. We've mentioned that before, name it and claim it people. And, and, and you watch it on the TV mm-hmm. and okay. you see, you're going to get an answer. And here's the one I want to get at because I went through this for a number of years, too. So, what, what happens if, if you go to the front of the church and they anoint with the oil mm-hmm. and pray and they lay hands on you and you get, don't get well? Okay, so what happens? Number one. Many times you'll hear them say, I didn't have enough faith. The person receiving the healing or should have received the healing didn't have enough faith. But there's scripture in that also says, or do I have a hidden sin? The reason I didn't get healed is one of the elders that prayed for me. Does he not have enough faith, but they don't want to ever mention that, right? Mm-hmm. Right, guys? And I'm throwing this out because yeah. if you haven't talked about this, folks, we're, this is what Man Up <laughs> right. is all about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Does one of the elders not believe that prayer will heal mm-hmm. in a miraculous way? And he shouldn't be praying. Do we need to confess our sin first before we go up there and pray? Uh, are we hiding something from God like Ananias and Sapphira? Uh, and, and, and then the, the thing that I have learned, and we have even talked about that, we just did a lesson on timing and waiting on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not God's timing for you to be healed at that moment. And they tell you, oh, you didn't have enough faith. Well, maybe God is saying, no, no, I'll heal you. Just it'll take time. There's a time for it. And then finally, uh, do you need to remove an unbeliever from saying the prayer of faith? When Jesus went to Jairus and his daughter, he put out everybody that didn't believe he could heal her, right? And he walked mm-hmm. in, took her by the hand, lifted her up, and she was healed. So uh, those are some things. I have other uh, things, see, but some I, I want yeah, to split some that out there. So can...
1: And I'm not saying you're, Some of that is, you know, it, it, it's like 2020 20 hindsight. Oh, I, I I went to church, I prayed, and it I didn't get well. So let's see what could have happened. Oh, maybe he did. Yeah. And and yeah. I mean, I think that's. This is that's a, a that's that's. Uh, that's very human to do that, and I, I think there's something to the idea that all things work in God's time. Yeah. I don't necessarily. I'm not one of the believers that oh, it was it was God's will that this horrible thing happened. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I not don't necessarily. No. God, I. I. It. I. And, and I know that that rubs. Steel. That opens more questions. So. So. Which <laughs> no, do we do here. It's just some so. Interesting but thoughts. but I, I it's it's the idea. I know that there. I, there are people in this church who earnestly pray, uh, yes. and 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 I don't, you know. Th- I'll, I'll go back to the am I, I am I one of the guys who you asked me to pray for you? Am I the right guy, or am I the am I I I the guy who has got who has got who's got who's who's got a uh, you know is doing only doing it in half yeah. measures? Yeah. I don't know. I try. I'm doing it, but then again, does God look down and like say, oh well, you know, He's not really emphasizing that Amen
2: strong enough? <laughs> so <it>. I'm gonna. <laughs> I, mean, not, I, I don't, no I don't mean, but I, but I, I, I <laughs> Jesus himself said that certain healings, like delivering the person from the demon, comes by prayer and fasting. He mm-hmm. added that to it. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, Steve, I'm not one of those who likes to fast. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, there are certain people who do, and you hit the nail on the head, I think. If it's mm-hmm. in your heart to do certain things, to pray mm-hmm. for somebody, and God puts on your heart, and, and, and he leads you to pray, he's going to lead mm-hmm. you how to do it, too. He's yeah. also gonna teach you. But I'm not one of those folks that says, I can I, I tried praying for an hour. And I slept a lot of times during that time.
0: Right,
2: <laughs> I mean right. I that, mean I lasted a good that, yeah, that, that, minutes, that, so that is so a, a some of these people can pray problem. for hours.
3: What? Anyway, go ahead, So go ahead yeah, ahead. yeah yes, let sir. me so it's it's one of those I, I think prayer is one of those things we talk about when we talk about exercising your faith mm-hmm. muscle. It it is a discipline. Disciplines sometimes aren't fun. Yeah. Now, he, here's kind of the catch on that. So it, it's, if you, it's funny because we're talking about this up in the youth area right now on our Sunday mornings. And if you're on a football team, take a little analogy here, mm-hmm. you can't not practice, show up, and be able to run. And so one of the things I'll think about is, Any of us who have ever started an exercise routine. Or I'll give you this even. What about you take vacation for two weeks so you don't go running, Mike? You're a runner. When you come back, that that first day back is just like, oh, my, you know. Yeah, Yeah. But after a couple of days, it's better. Prayer is a lot like that. If you don't practice it daily and practice the discipline of praying and, and finding your time, because be fr- I can't pray laying in bed at night because I'm like Mike. It's like, mm-hmm. Lord, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, oh yeah. mm-hmm. and, and I, I do my quiet time in the morning. I use the Bible app. I, I'm reading the message historically. Mm-hmm. So it's really fun. So I'm in the middle of Samuel right now. So I, making so, good progress. so I so so I what's it's through a it's year, through year, year so okay, it's yeah. broken up for you, but it's really neat doing it with on the app because I'm in the middle of Samuel and I just broke out and read a couple of Psalms, mm-hmm. because that's when David wrote those Psalms. So I was like, well, that's kind of cool, you know. Um, but it's a different, and I'm using the message this year, which is even more interesting. Um, but I do it. I do do it in our recliner that we have because I like the one seat that's. But I don't put it out. <laughs>
2: do, do, <laughs> for, you, can you pray for a long time? And I don't not for that. a long, no. I'm, for, I'm, I'm talking
3: long. five, ten minutes tops. Oh, okay. But okay, I, 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 read. Ahead. I have my reading, then I have my five to ten minutes. Sure, okay. okay. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I have a hard time praying much more than five or ten minutes. Okay. Um, yeah. But part of it really is, it is about that discipline, and and I think. If someone, wh- where I view the no church answers is mm-hmm. someone who never prays, never does anything, I'm going to pray for you about that. Yeah, whatever, dude. Get over it. Yeah. That, that is a church. Tr- you heard that at church, so that's what you're saying.
0: I've got a question for you guys. Two people are terminally ill, okay? One gets prayed for, it doesn't work, they both die. Which one would you rather be?
2: One gets prayed for, and the other one does not. Right. Well, you, which I would you rather w- be?
0: Which would you rather be?
2: The one that's S- prayed for. If, there you go. If he knows the Lord. Yeah. Is that what you're asking? I would even take the conditional, the
1: one who is prayed for. Yes, um, yes, that's right well. well, it says that. it shows that, well, I, I don't mean to be rude, but I, it shows, that, first of all, somebody cares about enough them. To pray about yeah. something. There's
3: some there, there is something very powerful about hope
1: um, and
3: the way we react and prayer reflects that hope.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll give you a story and, I, I, and it shows caring I, this, too.
3: This yeah. is, yeah, yeah, say, this yeah, is absolutely. Um,
1: and it and still bothers me to this day um, uh, and because it was a few years back I, I had a, he's more or less an old or much older cousin um, we, but we considered him kind of an uncle Uh his um his wife died um mm. it, I mean, they were a very very good couple and his wife died and he literally went downhill right away real quick uh, and um and, and and he was dying as well i mean they literally uh, they, they, they liter- she died she died <coughs> quickly it, it was a, it was an illness she died mm. um, they had the, the service and we'll talk about that at another time but they neither neither really n- both were both were atheists both are out and out atheists and rationalists and uh and he was in his hospital bed dying uh and his kids were there i was there i was kind of uh, offering support uh in my own way um and the, the hospital chaplain came in and offered to pray and the children said absolutely they literally pushed her out Really? And he was, I don't know, he was semi-conscious out here. This is something he would not want. He's been an atheist all his life. He's never believed in God. It's no time to start. You know, all of that. And they were really, they were, they were it wasn't like they were, you could tell there's something there because they were angry. And I do not know what there was to be angry about, but I felt, and, and, but, you know, I, I'm there, That's I'm that, not yeah. close family here, so. but I felt bad about it because... They were speaking for him, and maybe they knew what they wanted, and I don't, you know, I, I don't know if he was in a condition to respond or not. But then again, this is a, my issue a lot with atheists. If you don't believe it, why do you care? Yeah. What, 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 what bothers you then about somebody coming in and offering yes, a prayer why, to a deity you body? don't believe in? Uh, yeah, what, it the, if, if it's truly the case, the whole thing is immaterial anyway. Why? why not and, and and the emotional response was interesting but I, I take it a, uh, and, but yeah. I feel bad because I don't you know at that situation I don't know whether to speak up I thought about talking to the chaplain mm-hmm. privately but uh, I, I wimped out I really did and and um, <coughs> and I felt th- I, I, I felt bad about that but again I, I wouldn't really know I, what I to do because I felt it was not my place yeah. and, and
2: similar experience yeah. do you mind no go oh, ahead, okay. go. My dad said he didn't really believe in God. And uh, when he died, he died. There was a fire in our house and he inhaled smoke mm-hmm. and he had a cardiac arrest because he was in great shape. And mm-hmm. I had told you, I think he, I had mentioned this, folks that my dad went to spiritualist churches sometimes mm-hmm. and he had asked him when he was going to die. So he knew about when he was mm-hmm. supposed to die, but he wouldn't tell me that per se. He just almost said it the week before. and And he kept going to the the drugstore and getting his pulse checked mm-hmm. and he had great pulses in great shape so anyway the uh, the house caught on fire and the smoke got him and he inhaled a lot of smoke and he uh, uh, had a cardiac arrest and and the mts came and picked him up mm-hmm. carried him outside and one of them said to him look mr cropper you're not breathing but you can hear me your brain lasts four hours mm-hmm. at least four hours after your heart stops and I know it hasn't been four hours. He said, so if you believe in any type of God or if you even think you might believe in a God, get your heart right with him now because you can hear what I'm saying. You just can't respond. And when he told me that, I was so thrilled, guys, because I talked to my dad many times about Christ and how much he meant to me, even though he didn't believe that there was a importance in it. Right.
0: And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Man Up. Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast 247. We'll be right back. This is Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA Channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details please look us up on gofundme.com under man up spiritual oasis for men or donate directly through paypal at donate at man thank you so much for your support and now back to the fellas of man up and welcome back everybody this is uh man up 247 uh talking about um well james actually he uh had this uh, kind of the last scripture that we've been talking about, and it seemed like uh, final instructions, and we've been talking about uh, speaking truth and also about prayer, which is a big part of this particular lesson. And, and I know we've kind of hijacked this discussion, but this is important. Hi- when, is when you're When you're praying for someone and it's terminal and i think there is something to it that sincere prayer from a caring person you may not be you might be just a dude like us but you care for this individual you're not a pastor like a you're a regular guy mm-hmm. and but you take that time and it's a heartfelt prayer and i really think that that soothes the spirit of the ill now whether their flesh recovers or not that's not in your lane what you're doing is you're ministering to the spirit of that person or and it doesn't even could it could be an animal or whatever but during that time of transition um very important very important
2: yes I don't know if Robert got to. Face. Robert was trying to say something no, before. No, I, Well, I, I took it's over some. Th- no, you're you're fine.
3: Um, I think Paul and James are comparing notes at some point here. I really do because I think Paul's pray, pray without ceasing mm-hmm. is meant to reference this
1: mm-hmm.
3: passage because Paul's saying, "Hey, pray without ceasing," and I'm I'm almost thinking he's saying, "And if you're under what you should be praying about, go read what James Everything. wrote." <laughs> you wow. know? Yeah. But, it, but, it, but it's one of those, because we, we even as Christians, we want to give prime facia acceptance to this is here, and I'm going to pray for it, mm-hmm. but what does that really mean? And, and I think that goes mm-hmm. back to the question... On where we started, I, I think what does it really mean when we say we're going to pray? what
1: for what I get out of it, what you guys have helped me with, is going back to that is that it's a it's a different sort of thing. We think of it as even now even if we get up, we say our prayers or week before we go to bed, you know we, our mom and dad teach us to say our little prayers, done with our kids. but but again, we talked last week about the patient lifestyle, active patients, right. I think what what James is giving a picture of some, literally praying all the time. This is something that's not just compartmentalized into right. like, uh, well, I'm going to shave, get up, shave, drink my coffee, pray, go to work, and come home, or you know, pray before I eat. Like it's like on you know you. It's not something that I think goes on the calendar or the daily diary of. At this time, I'll pray. Even I, though, as, I, I I think even it's though both. you're talking I think about it's yes, both. You're, but you're to, you, you that's the way to get. You have yeah. to get there. I think some you do that,
3: but I think it is also a so. Uh, real quick poll around yeah. the room. Mm-hmm. Nobody answered, but one number. How many times a day do you look at social media, Steve? Uh,
1: probably, f-
2: probably four I, or five I know times. you're kind of down a little yeah. bit, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm.
3: three or four. Mm-hmm. Twice,
2: mm-hmm. twice at the mm-hmm. most. Yeah, one or two. I
3: do a little bit more, but that's because I'm very active on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And my LinkedIn stuff is professional. Oh,
1: well, non-professional. Yeah. Yeah, right.
3: yeah, 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 yeah. That. So, but it is social media. Mm-hmm. Um, how many of you see people in your social media circle pray for this?
1: Fill in yeah. the blank. Never. All I get is prayers and prayers yeah. and thoughts for Ukraine. Prayers yeah, and yeah. But, but, for but whatever, or hey, know, I'm, I'm requesting prayer for. No, okay, but nobody. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, I, or okay. even unspoken prayer. Okay. I, get, I see those quite a bit. I think You're that's right the on. moment where you, you know, stop for a moment. And I, I have a former boss who I think her husband sometimes listens. And he was involved in a very serious accident. He has had multiple medical issues since then. And he is constantly in and out of the hospital. Wow. You know, because of different things. Because of this. And it is, you know, something that, you know, hey, I'm praying for you. And I always do. I'll put the comment and take a moment and say a quick prayer. And I think that's one of those things. I think if you have the discipline doing what you're calling the program time mm-hmm. to do that, I think it becomes easier to do the one-offs or the or what sometimes we call your 911 prayers.
0: Mm-hmm. I think prayer... Or, or uh, a
3: conversation. Go ahead.
0: I think prayer is often a um, code word for being concerned or engaged in something. And and, and I think uh, when it says pray uh, unceasingly, um, to me it kind of says care about your surroundings, care about the stuff that you do and the interactions that you have with people um, rather than just go through this life selfishly um, and blinders on and not caring enough to take a moment to pray about, you know, yeah. somebody or something. I,
2: I what, what I'd like to do is go to the next yeah. part on, mm-hmm. uh, on 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 the heart of God, which is bringing back people. Yes. Like well, well, oh, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. That we got to talk about that. The last, that 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 last d-
1: part, it was those, well, there's kind of those two things. There's one, bringing those so hold leave Hold on. Before yeah. he does
3: that, I, I haven't oh, done yeah, this no, no, so no, in three to four weeks yes. now, so it's time again. So we're going to jump into why people leave the church, right, Mike? Yes. And uh-huh. so yes. I'm going to say with the, from the beginning, ex-evangelicals, this is for you. Uh, well, could, they, could they get angry uh, like uh, the <laughs> atheist uh, almost? Uh, the, Steve, there's you a, a very big comments. segment yes, sir, that does. So, yeah.
1: do that Because obviously this is the last thing he writes. And yes. it, again, it paraphrases the Great Commission. Oh, absolutely. Um, maybe not. not as eloquent yes. as Jesus. Oh, absolutely. Is, yeah. But uh, basically, he said, and this is the last thing he he says in this letter: "Whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways, or ever of their way, will save them from death and cover a multitude of sins." Goes back to what you were saying earlier with your father. So he kind of has it in two parts. Yes. He, he deals yes. with those those who have those who have confessed and strayed. Which which seems to be the beginning, and then he seems to just kind of the way James does, throw it all that and say it's it's not just not just the brother who who, who strayed, but everyone is the most important thing you can do is bring yeah. a sinner yeah. to reconciliation
2: through God. So go for it. Okay, right. Mike, you're before up. Before I do, it, before on, I do it, let me tell you three things. And this this really home. I was looking some things on the internet, folks, and there's three t- three times that. Jesus clearly emphasized the heart of God whenever a person comes back to him. And one of them, Jesus told the prodigal son, where his dad gave him his inheritance, he went away, spent it on prostitutes, whatever he did, and came home. And and he said, you know, my dad's not going to love me. I've sinned. And and his father ran out and hugged his neck and threw a great party for him. And that, that, folks, is is a symbol of God, how much he loves us when we stray and we come back. In a way, and we can comment on that. And then the second one will be the lost sheep where the guy has a hundred sheep and one of his sheep strays away. And he goes out looking for him. and then the scripture emphasizes over and over again that he leaves 99 sheep. He loves them all, but the one that is lost is so important to him that when he does find it, he throws a great party, he gets excited and his heart just, oh, has a great celebration. And then the third uh, third, uh third parable is a lady who lost a coin and uh, when she loses it she looks frantically for it and when she finally finds it she will rejoice with a great joy when she finds it she calls her friends and says rejoice with me i have found my lost coin now let's go on to the list the reason i'm bringing up this list i talked to guys earlier and it has some things in here that aren't necessarily reasons people leave the church that's because of christ so let's talk about that so why do people leave the church and I got these off the uh, Lifeway website with um, Tess Haven wrote these. Said, number one, they got out of the habit. And we all mm-hmm. know that from COVID-19, right, guys? Some of our friends, some that I used to sit with, about 15 people up there in the balcony with me, uh, 10 to 12 of them are not coming back. And I, and, and I don't have their numbers. I'm so mad at myself, I thought mm-hmm. I had their numbers to call them. Uh, number two, they left after they graduated from high school. Now, Bill shared our heart, mm-hmm. his heart, with us a couple of weeks ago. Yep. That's why I thought this was very important. And and it says, she says, the solution is a helpful factor in keeping college students in church, is that you suggest that the student ministry stresses the importance of staying in church. But still, uh,
0: uh, stress children, all you want, man. They're going to uh, make their own decisions. So they're wild decisions.
2: oats, right? When they get out, they'll they get decide out, what's important. important. The, the, go ahead, Mike. Okay. Yeah. Number, number three, a, a, a person, persons decided they didn't like the institutional church. Number four, they were hurt, their feelings were hurt at church, okay? And that's a good great one to talk about, guys. So, uh, we, by the way, we don't come to church for people, we come to church for God, right? And Christ, right? And that's an important important state. Number five, they say they couldn't find a church to meet their needs. And, the, and she comments that's consumer mentality, which I mentioned too before before we started the, the uh, podcast they had a need and they felt the church didn't meet it once again that's uh, somewhat consumerism and then they never felt connected in the church when they visited and then uh they did not give to the church or they stopped giving to the church which is and that's not a reason for leaving that's a reason or, or, or a a sign that a person's not fitting into the church so i don't know why she left that anyway they left when their pastor left Bill, you guys mm-hmm. have seen this, right? A couple of you have seen this, where church left, church members left. And finally, number 10, they moved and never went back to church. Okay, now, uh, just real comment real quick. I have uh, some kids that have, have gotten married, have children, and they, one of them goes to church Wednesday and Sunday, morning, Sunday, everything, all the time. Then I have a son that will go <laughs> sometimes, and sometimes he doesn't, but he will talk with me about the Lord. So I know it's there, and we talked about it. We have to trust that the Lord's going to bring back to that their remembrance when they need to. Now, Robert, Steve, I know so you guys. So lot.
3: So, couple of comments. So, one one of the big changes with the millennials, the young, the what we would call the younger millennials, into the Gen Z group, they are not coming back after college like previous generations. That is a new thing. Um, have they've been away
1: long enough. Yeah, Gen tell us a yes, about, they, tell us a Gen bit more Z about it. is
3: just now hitting, but the younger millennials have been away yes, long so enough. Do you know some of these? Yeah. The younger millennials.
2: Yeah, do you know some of these, Robert? Do yeah. You, have you oh, actually yeah. seen yeah. them from your yeah. from your teaching? Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and do you the, have any idea the, why? Do they have you I had an opportunity to speak with them or anything?
3: See all of the above, the consumerism. Um, I'll own part of it. Uh are for a long time in youth. We wanted to create, quote-unquote, the great event. You know, Uh Stephen Curtis Chapman, the great adventure, kind of, we wanted to have the great event. We wanted to have the light show and the music and the great preacher Uh, and, and and guess what, guys? Your church ain't going to be that every Sunday. Mm -hmm. You, You know, no matter how good your music guy, your preacher your sound, your lights, whatever, it's not going to be that every Sunday.
1: I'm, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give and you a big question, because you're, and, you're and a youth, and, 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 so and I think I know a little bit of the yeah. answer to this, because my son's started to go back. But, but his big, his, and, and, we, and, may, and this speaks to the youth yeah. pastor we have. Um, but do, I'll ask you this, Robert, do, do youth programs in general, Especially with their high school, up our older high schoolers, mm-hmm. create create. I guess you might say a an underlying program. Maybe not, you know, specifically what they're going to do week to week, but to basically uh, plant the uh, plant the foundation. So if they leave, they come back, or they don't leave. My, my concern. Uh, the reason I a- the right, reason I right. ask this, and I think I think this is happening now, us because I see my son who's going to. Graduate in June at the end of May and will be going to college mm-hmm. next year he's, he's this year he's been more active in the youth group than, than in the past few but his big complaint through, earl through middle school and especially when he got into high school when he got into freshman and when he was 15 16 he would say dad the youth teachers in our age still talk to us if we're ten years old. It's still the same that's stuff, a lot of it, over and over, and 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 some of it, and, 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 and it makes it. It's some yeah, of simply, you know, point, a fear of, of sex, which is one thing. But even beyond that, it's the same, the Noah's Ark story, the 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 the, 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 the church answers, and believe me, adolescents more than us. And adolescents have gotten f- don't want anything. I, I'm going to say answers. this, and Steve, and, you can edit it
3: okay. if you want. Adolescents have a really good BS detector.
1: Yes, well, and but, and, but and but they will be. Yeah, so so yeah. let's let's be oh, constructive yeah. about it. Yeah. So yeah, how would how should, so how, should um, it, how should um how should we it, be restructuring especially it, programs and and it, and, and what, however you want to call it well youth, it
3: it's programs, programs, programs for and program. late, first of all don't make it all about events because. Your Sunday morning church, like I said, I don't care how good it is, it's not going to be all about that. You're not going to have a D-Now camp worship experience every Sunday at church. If you are, tell me where that church is. I want to visit it (laughs) because I want to go for a consecutive year of Sundays and see if it really is. Um, Secondly, it's really about building. I, I am harsh on exercise your faith muscle and build the spiritual disciplines. Because I think if you build those up, it keeps you in play. And I think where a lot of us have, we've done a couple of bad things. We built events. We got overtly focused on sex stuff. Mm -hmm. I I mean, do we need to talk about it? Yes. Is it important to talk about it? Yes. Yes. Do we need to teach about it more than once a year? No, and you have to know. I'm the teacher that every year when it comes out, I kind of laugh and go, oh, okay, it's gonna be fun. And all the other, a, lot of the, a lot of the other teachers are freaking out and they just look at me like, you seriously? I'm like, it's one time a year, guys, get over it.
2: <laughs>
3: um, but you're right. You have to talk to them, they're not adults, so you do have to, there's a line between facilitative discussion with teenagers in teaching and what i have found to be the best is put it out there and then have the facilitative discussion around it and tie it in so we talked a couple of sundays ago about detours and how god can throw detours in your life and what those detours mean i actually used a story where we had gone camping with our trailer and long story short we ended up on a skinny county road that that started out with road may flood signs it ended with no truck sign that was gravel in one lane and i'm pulling a 27 foot trailer not somewhere I would have chosen to go but got out of it and it but you have to do those kind of tie-ins and a lot of teachers don't want to take the time for it and then and then I think really the last part about it is it it create a safe space for them and find a, mm-hmm. find a place like, like you talk about here for men Bill you know find a place for men only or for teens only or teen guys or teen girls you know and If there isn't one, start one, but find a way where it's real conversations happening, you know, so they can.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. When I helped with the youth group at one of my churches, the young people said, you talk to us like our parents won't talk to us you treat them like adults and see how they handle it, right? And yeah. that's what I did, yeah. exactly. They yeah. said, you we are always, great to talk You know, to. My,
3: my joke is, I like to give them enough rope <clears> to hang <throat> themselves if <laughs> they want it. Yeah, you yeah. know, am, am I going to pull them back to where they don't get hurt or hurt somebody? Yeah. Of course. But am I going to give them enough rope to get in trouble? Yeah, because part of the problem I have with society today currently is your helicopter parents who are doing so much to protect their kids, they're not letting yes. them fail and then yes. when they fail, it's like a crushing defeat it's like no it's called life but it but you have to do that and and i think that is a lot of what james is talking about here james really is talking about yes yes no no pray without ceasing and by the way the number one absolute thing we are supposed to be doing Before we do anything else, before we start arguing about what kind of church we're going to have, before we start arguing about if we're going to have hymns or rock music in the church, and by the way, I think we should have both. (laughs) I'm just going to throw that out there. I like both. If you're going to have a men's Bible study, if you're going to have a woman's Bible study, if you have a co-ed Bible study, if you're going to have formal churches with balconies, or you're going to build in a warehouse, before you do any of that, go start saving people. And treating people like human beings because that's what Jesus did first. He went out and he met people where they were, as they were, and then moved forward with them in their faith. And that is the number one thing James is talking about at the end, is that right there.
0: Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, just get a couple of takeaways from each of the fellows. And uh, I just wanted to throw in uh, my own experience with youth real quick. Um, I really feel that um, youth uh, will come back to church when faith proves itself useful to them. And it will prove itself useful to them when they're in a crisis, when they lose a friend, when they have uh, something incredibly bad happen to them and the only thing that they can do, and they're in the middle of it, is they'll reap back to their roots and they'll remember that we need to pray right now. And if they're delivered, they may come back and be grateful. And if they're not, it is what it is. And we're gonna go ahead on that cheery note, uh, get a takeaway, start with the judge. Uh, james yes
2: uh, uh steve so aptly summarized this, and robert just so aptly summarizes this as well folks um it, it, it this is really hard to do the first part is speak honestly and don't swear steve said and that's very folks don't embellish what you say don't say i'll do this tomorrow no matter what i swear to god <laughs> or i swear to the earth i swear to heaven don't do that folks you don't have to do that especially if you're a Christian because God will help you do it just say if you want to say something that you feel that makes your, your statement more important say if the Lord wills and we studied we did a study with that what a couple sessions back where uh, the person was going to, to uh, spend a lot of money and spend a lot of time in another city and, and uh, James says uh, he's bragging about what he's going to do and he doesn't know that he's going his, to lose his life tonight so what you should really be stay saying is, I will do this, and I will get this done if the Lord wills, and the creek don't rise, right? Right. <laughs> right. We've all heard that. So anyway, final, <laughs> final couple of statements here, uh, and this is from the author's comments on the, uh, the last book, and we know how important God loves us so much, and, and, he, and he gets very upset when some of us leave the fold, which we've been talking about the very last of this podcast. He says, if you, don't, if you don't know what to say, if you're talking to a person and you're trying to share the Lord and trying to get them back in, he says, uh, remembering your own life has roots that go back to the Old Testament when the Hebrew people would recite stories of what it was like to be in slavery in Egypt. And then they would remember that God was the one who delivered them. Today, those inside the fold, those of us guys who are inside the fold uh, and the faith community should also remember what it was like when we were a wonder or when we did not serve Christ and that we should use as a springboard to to bring the person back in. Nobody can argue with your own testimony. Nobody can argue with your own statements about how lo- how good the Lord has been to you. And he says also remember and, and, and some of you have grown up like bill grew up in the church and he, he cannot tell you a time exactly when he made a faith commitment i can tell you when i made a faith commitment but he says remember this also when you are forgiven if you do have a time when you can remember that he says the forgiven walk in a new way a blessed way a way that is freedom from walking previously in sin a person's walk and lifestyle are at stake then their freedom to walk and live in christ is made possible by the forgiveness that comes when Christ rescues a sinner. And he put he says, you put a bounce in your walk and you put a happiness in your spirit. Bill?
0: Excellent uh, takeaway from you, Professor.
1: Um,
3: I'm not going to do more than what I did a second ago. Uh, um, uh, the it, is, it is all about making your life available to Christ and then making yourself available to others. And I'm going to tell you right now, You really want to know what it means to truly be a Christian, go read the Gospel of Mark because it's the shortest of the Gospels. So you'll have a really good idea about Christ and his life. And then go read James so you'll figure out what you're supposed to be doing with that information. I I think that is where I can just end. Is that because this is one of the most, it, it literally is one of the most practical books of the New Testament.
0: Excellent. Uh, Steve Titch?
1: Not much to add other than uh, this is really, I, I love the way this ends. It ends <coughs> with, with uh, we're, we're here, our job is to, exp- is to bring, bring people to Christ. Bring people back to God. Be the facilitators in these, in these parables you talk about. And maybe we won't do it all the time. And maybe that's what we pray for. We pray for if it's not, you know, if if I fail, maybe others will succeed or maybe I will just be a little bit of water on a on a on a seed that will, will get rained on heavily tomorrow. Uh, but notice, you know, notice after, you know, all the everything that comes before that, the uh, the the faith versus works, all that takes a back seat. Mm-hmm. All the all the and and, and you know, he so many so so much in this letter addresses the bickering, apparent bickering, arguing, uh, uh, prejudice. That's that's James seems to be experiencing in his church, and maybe he's worried that it's it's going on elsewhere, where it probably was because we know that that uh, Paul had some harsh words for for Corinthians and other churches. So uh, yeah, it's all about it's all about bringing people to the lord so i'd say finally if you are a christian talk about your experience that's all i have to talk about is the experience i've had with the lord that it's it, he does intercede uh and he's there and i've seen it happen when i when i took my fall, you know two-story fall I, I and and i saw that love come out through the church and it's it, it's there Really, it's, 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 you, you've got to be able to talk to your experience because when you say it happened to me, you know, you're know, you not just saying, well, it happened 2,000 years ago. It happened to me. and I, Sometimes it comes down to, look, this is what happened. I can't explain it, but here I am.
3: <laughs> yep. at, at the end of the day, it's about your life experience, other people's lives, and not theology.
0: Excellent, and thanks so much for tuning in. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, and we really appreciate all our uh, sponsors and supporters. So, on behalf of uh, producer Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshy, my name is Bill Cox, and our No Church Answer 30 Minute Video Show can be streamed on our Man Up, Spiritual Oasis YouTube page. Subscribe and hit the like button, leave a comment, and also the Preach the Word TV broadcasts the show Saturday. 8 a.m. on WYGA TV if you happen to be in Atlanta. And of course, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So please rate it and uh, leave a review. And if you are unable to attend church, well, shame on you. Uh, anyway, g- check out the Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It is on Facebook, YouTube, and sugarlandbaptist.org. and starts. Sundays at nine forty-five. And when you're ready, and you should be getting close right now, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group ABF Adult Bible Fellowship Sunday school class where you can join for small group discussions like this. And find one of this men only. If there is one, start one. This is man up. You've been listening to Man Up. dedicated to the uncommon man created by equally uncommon men if i were the man i was five years ago
1: i'd take a flamethrower to this place you
0: can contact us on facebook under man up post questions and we'll answer them right here on the man up podcast